Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. Um, for those of you that are new to the show, we are an advocacy-based company uh, providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort around the world. And we're located in Minnesota, but we will go anywhere uh, for this cause. We believe by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having these everyday conversations like we're going to have today, about life with dementia, that we're going to be able to remove the stigmas um, that are attached to memory loss. <clears throat> and in doing so, we're going to be able to help people live with this disease and feel purposeful and connected. Together, I truly believe that we can help everyone understand the true needs of this disease and move forward in a brilliant light. At our core, we believe collaboration is the key to win this battle. And I know, I know that that concept is working because we were honored to be um, recognized as the number one influencer online regarding Alzheimer's by Share Care and Dr. Oz. And that would not have had happened without all of you taking just those few seconds to like our radio show, like our website, um, share our blog, um, follow us on Twitter, and link in and all our other platforms. So if you have a chance while you're listening, <clears throat> just go to all of our other sites. If you haven't liked the radio show, I would appreciate you doing that. And again, share with your friends, your colleagues, your circles, your tribes, whatever you want to call them, because you never know who you know might be dealing with this disease next. Um, we invite you all to go ahead and join the conversation. And you can call in and um, and join us by calling in at 714-36. Again, that's 714-364-4757. Um, our chat box does not seem to be working today. Apparently, Blog Talk is having some issues. So they are working on that. I will continue to try to access that. Um, but you can always shoot me an email as well at lori, L-O-R-I, at alzheimerspeaks.com if there's a comment or question that you would like me to, to know about. Um, before I introduce our fabulous first guest, I always like to give a shout-out to a few organizations that I think are really important that people connect to if they have not already. Um, the first is Alzheimer's Disease International. They are the organization of all the Alzheimer's associations around the world, and they just do a wonderful job on a global level, really disseminating information. In fact, um, Executive Director Mark Wortman was just on with us not too long ago talking about a um, new study that was just, um, just launched in September, 
And the, the results were really about preventing your risk for this disease. And so it's available for free download um, online. So I suggest that you uh, take a peek at that. Healthcare Home Health is just a, a fabulous organization with dear heart um, and desire to improve dementia care. And they have just taken great strides in terms of training their staff and the outreach that they are doing to the public is is absolutely exceptional. And so I just want everyone to know about Healthcare Home Health. Um, they're located primarily here in Minnesota, uh, but they do have some other locations as well. So uh, you can always check them out and and, um, and look into their Alzheimer's Whisper program uh, that they've been certified in uh, because it really does do some <clears throat> uh, give some additional training not only to their staff but they share that with all their families and then the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation is just a fabulous organization been around for many many years and you know they really come at the disease uh, from a holistic approach so. You're not one for medications, but you want to change your lifestyle, maybe through diet, exercise, meditation. Um, you're going to get a lot of great tools through them. And then many people are dealing with specific types of dementia because there's close to 100. We're really not quite sure how many. I've heard from 70 to 130 out there. But the Lewy Body Association, the Frontal Temporal Lobe Association, and then the National Aphasia Association are all, and I would highly encourage you to check those um, check those out because they're dealing with different symptoms, and it's important for you to understand the specifics of what it is you're dealing with. Um, finally, today I do want to mention that Alzheimer's um, Music Connect has launched a brand new CD uh, for the uh, the holidays, and it's called Memories. The Songs and Spirits of Christmas by um, Vanessa, uh, and she is this, this young gal who has a, a spectacular voice. And Alzheimer's um, Music Connect really has some great technology that, that helps people with dementia, and it also, I believe, helps those who care for them. And so if you go to our website, alzheimerspeaks.com, I have them front and center on the very first page. The music is just absolutely fictional, and um, you're going to enjoy it. They also, when you click on it, you'll be able to listen to a few sample songs. I'm, I'm out of uh, the office right now, and so I'm just in the process of downloading those samples. So in future um, shows, We'll be playing little snapshots of those so that you can you can hear how beautiful um, this CD is. It'll make a fabulous gift, um, really, for anybody, but especially those with dementia. And then, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Purple Angel Project, which is a new global symbol for dementia. Um, I really I would love everybody to start sporting this symbol. So it's as well-known as the pink ribbon for breast cancer. And you can go to our About page on alzheimerspeaks.com and just click on the Purple Angel tab and find out more information on how you can download um, those symbols and what you have to do in order to be able to do that. It's going to cost you no money, and it really isn't going to take much time. But you can put this on your Facebook page and your emails. You can put it on your marketing materials for business. Um, it, it's really endless. 
on how you can make minor changes and have a significant impact on the world and their knowledge about dementia. And then if you're also looking for maybe gift ideas for, I know the holidays seems like a long way off, but, you know, they're starting to pull this stuff out on the shelves already. <laughs> so Puzzle With Me and Jiminy Wicket are both great um, ways uh, to engage people. Puzzle With Me is pretty self-explanatory with, with puzzles. And then Jiminy Wicket is an adaptive croquet game that, again, is just fabulous. Um, and young and old, they can do it. Uh, somebody can be in a wheelchair, but Jim, Jim Creasy really has done a fabulous, fabulous job with that. So let me go ahead and introduce our guest today. I'm very excited uh, to have her with us. <clears throat> today we are honored to have Anne-Marie Hansen, who is the president and founder of Diana Homes, um, which is a residential care home for Alzheimer's and other memory loss patients. And she has been... Um, in business since 1999, and prior to this, she was the director of other metro area care facilities, and she's got extensive background in home care services. Um, she is really um, strong when it comes to aging adult care and palliative dementia. Um, and then she also has um, business administration studies through St. Thomas University um, here in Minnesota, which is actually a fabulous and she has um, presented, been presented with opportunities to consult across the country for models of care similar to what she has designed. She is really dedicated to making a contribution in the memory loss field and in senior care. And she is, she is definitely um, making some waves and doing some really cool things. Uh, she is on several nonprofit boards and is a lifelong volunteer. Her spirit is pretty much incredible, I guess is the way to put it. She's got, Emery is one of those people that just has a sparkle in her eye and she is, um, her, her presence just changes everything in a room when she walks in. Uh, you can tell she's got a great soul and a great character and um, one that has this entrepreneurial spirit to just make the world better. So I'm honored to have you with us today. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm doing great. It's just been fun to listen to you and all the different connections and wonderful things you do, Lori. I'm just um, honored to be a part of your show today. Oh, well, thank you. One I didn't mention, but I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later on. I'm out in Pennsylvania right now, and I was just uh, at a conference for Phoebe, the Phoebe Institute, Phoebe Ministries yesterday, and what a fabulous organization that is out in Pennsylvania. And they basically dedicated the whole day um, on dementia and had just wonderful speakers and breakout sessions. And it was, it was really marvelous to be part of that. So it's exciting to see all the things that are bubbling up all around, you know, the country and around the world and to be able to share that with people. And, and so, um, you know, with your organization... People ask all the time, you know, about, you know, where do I place somebody and how do I know and what are the differences? And, and so I thought it would be really good to have you on to talk about, you know, what exactly do you do at Guyana Homes that's different and, and, and why is that important? 
Well, um, I think the biggest difference is uh, our staffing ratio, where um, our staffing ratio is one to three, but where we really look at providing um, that's the social and relational side uh, to memory care, along with all the medical component and so forth. But um, with a lot of the staff, the staff being really present to our residents, um, we found they have fewer behaviors. Um, and then the environment is really a residential home, so um, it's not it's non institutional. So we also see that as a very um, much support. Supporting um, our residents in feeling more normal, normal um, living in a home, having the staff there to support them, um, but also having um, um, programming and music and art therapy and so forth that really helps them to feel more normal and thrive in a different way with this disease. So that that's kind of our focus or our approach, coming at it more from what the resident can still do instead of mm-hmm. uh, what those losses um, that we know they have with memory loss, but really focusing more on what can you still do? How can we build on that uh, to make their life as um, beautiful as possible? You know, I tell my staff when they walk in for their shift, the one thing on their mind should be, how can I make my residence day the best day possible? And I think that maybe captures it in a nutshell. Oh, that is that is wonderful. Now, I know annually you do a fundraiser. Can you tell mm-hmm. people, you know, why would a care home need to do fundraising? Well, um, as we know, long-term care can get pretty expensive, and um, sometimes uh, their loved one can live longer um, than they think with the disease or what their financial ability may be as well. And so what we have seen happen with some of our residents over the years and um, is that their ability to to pay for their care um, can, can change if they're looking at many years of caregiving. So... Um, uh, I had this happen with one of our first residents many years ago. Um, he got much better and did really well in this type of environment. So um, they just financially weren't able to continue to, to pay privately to pay for him. And um, so it, it was like, well, what do we do? Do we send him away from his home? We know where he people know him, the staff know him, where he feels comfortable. Um, and we know how traumatic it is for somebody with memory loss to transition from um, um, environment to environment. So I really thought deeply about that and decided that, no, we're not going to send him away. We're going to find a way to raise the funds to keep him here in this home. And um, so we are a nonprofit, and we raise money primarily to help residents um, and provide financial assistance to those who do not have the ability to, to pay for their care anymore. And so that's really why we do a fundraiser. And part of that is around, too, because we staff so highly we won't compromise on that. Um, that's the unique part of our programming. And we have a full-time music therapist, program director, um, and very robust um, activities. Um, we also need to fundraise to keep that programming in place as well. So we do a fundraiser every year. It's a it's a big endeavor, but um, we are committed to, to supporting our residents in whatever way we can. Okay. Now, I was lucky enough to meet your um, music therapist, Claire, and she's Mm -hmm. absolutely uh, just a bright, bright spirit as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You were really lucky in finding her. I I, I just, Mm -hmm. she just really connects so, so Mm -hmm. wonderfully, and she just gets it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, she just gets the importance of it, and it's too bad she wasn't able to make it. Uh, with us today because it would have been I fun to, to to highlight her her spirit um, as well and and what she does and and why she does it. Why don't you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the the upcoming fundraiser? Come dance with me. Why you why mm-hmm. did you choose that theme? And mm-hmm. uh, let's let's start with that. Why why that theme? 
So we kind of chose the Come Dance With Us. Um, it comes from a Frank Sinatra song, and uh, we kind of changed it up because, you know, we really, um, one of our, kind of our tagline is, uh, tagline is celebrating moments that touch our lives. And um, dance and music, um, especially in the generation we're still serving primarily, we, still, we do have young onset as well, but uh, primarily the, uh, the population we're still serving, this was music from their, their generation, their time. It's great music. Um, and, you know, life is a dance in many ways, and especially with somebody with um, memory loss. Um, you change moment, You have to change moment by moment. You're, it's kind of like doing the, this dance with them and helping them to experience life in, in a beautiful way, um, even with this disease. And so um, it's our way of honoring, um, honoring them, honoring that. We always try to come up with some unique theme around music or art um, and because that's a big part of our programming and the essence of who we are. And I think it's something that's kind of fun. Who doesn't love to dance and get out uh, mm-hmm. for an evening and enjoy that? And so every year, Claire really works hardly to, hard to connect our residents and um, the theme of dancing um, and, the, and this year the music of Frank Sinatra with our residents. So she has put together a DVD with residents sharing their experience with music. They're dressed up, talking about um, different songs, or they're singing some songs with her from Frank Sinatra that they liked. And it's actually amazing what she can get them to do and how, fun how much fun they're having with this theme as well here within within the homes. So. So very fun. Now, when when is the event going to be, and and who it, who would you like to have come attend? Well, the event is um, coming up. It's Friday, November 7th, um, and it's at the Metropolitan Ballroom in Minneapolis, right off of 394. And we're looking to uh, have people attend who um, maybe have a loved one with this disease or maybe their loved one has passed on and they want to support uh, other families and residents um, in their journey and um, you know help keep them in, in the home and environment that, that's theirs. Um, and looking for you know families we've served, we have a lot of friends and donors um, uh, that have been supporting us for many years. So um, we see them come out to support us um, at an event like this. And I think anybody who kind of works within the long-term memory care community um, can kind of understand the need to financially help out um, the fam- um, many families as well. We're seeing that it just is a expensive to, to provide care. So finding another solution um, for them. For them. So. Okay. Okay, and I would imagine if someone was just interested in um, in wanting to donate and and, and begin to connect to to this uh, to your organization into a cause, would you be open uh, for them coming to the events as well? Oh, for sure. And the thing is, they're going to have a fun time. We have the Seville's there. Um, the band is going to be amazing. Of course, you, Lori, are our MC, and we're delighted to have you. You're amazing and so much fun to have uh, um, involved as well. And, um, you know, D'Amica was catering, so it'll be a fun, beautiful evening just to get out and do something, too, you know, if you're looking for a date night or something like that. So, yeah. Great. And um, you've got the the Fred Astaire Dance Studio coming out, too, is that correct? Yes, we have ballroom dancers coming, and who doesn't enjoy watching um, ballroom dancers? So um, we'll have a couple uh, different presentations from some couples in the area um, who dance professionally. So um, I am looking forward to that as well. I just think it's so beautiful to watch that. So, mm-hmm. so now you do a little ballroom dancing yourself, don't you? <laughs> 
I have. Yes, I have done competitive ballroom dancing, and I love it. I miss it. I'm not doing it right now, but um, it was uh, something I just um, enjoyed and just felt so alive when I was doing it. It is. Uh, it's a lot of hard work, um, more than I ever imagined. So, um, but uh, truly enjoyed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, very fun. I, I have a few friends who do it. I have not done that. I don't. I don't think I'm talented enough to do that. But it's so. I mean, it just. It does. It just lightens your spirit to watch people just swoop around on the dance floor and things. So um, it'll kind of be uh, um, dancing with the stars locally. <laughs> people can. People can oh, I love that. And get that. Yes. Get that yes, and I have some. Yes, I have some of my friends um, who do ballroom dancing who will be attending. So, um, so it'll be fun. And if you don't ballroom dance, um, they're willing to dance with you and give you the experience. So, um, you know, okay. it'll be an opportunity to to dance with a professional. So, um, and um, you know, why not do that, right? It's a, maybe somebody's you know, oh, I'd love to do that someday, and here's a chance to do that. So. Mm-hmm. So um, with the Seville plane, will there be a dance floor for people to be able to get up and dance, or is it just going to be for the professionals for us to watch as entertainment? No, you get to get up and dance and enjoy the music. Okay. There will be opportunity for that, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, what a, what a fun evening for people. you got to come on out and, and join this great cause. It'll be, it will be a lot of fun, It'll be a lot of fun. The, the Seville's are, are absolutely fantastic, and to learn more about Guyana Homes, um, you guys are just doing exceptional work. I was so impressed going out um, to your to your home. I mean, what a beautiful neighborhood and, and home, and you can just see the the peacefulness on the faces of of people. The way um, they're treated by staff is so respectful and so dignified, and um, Really a very, very lovely, lovely concept. Now, you just opened a second home, correct? Yes, we did. We opened um, a home in Plymouth um, earlier this year, and that home is named Gladys's Place um, because we had a one of the uh, families that we took care of, um, their, his wife, Gladys, um, they wanted to provide an opportunity of this model of care for other families. Um, and so they helped us open the second home in Plymouth, and um, it has been fantastic. It's a very different setting, but it's the same kind of care. And um, we are just having fun with that and growing into um, a new location this year. And we're, it's, just, it's an honor to be able to do this and provide a, a place and a space for families and their loved ones to journey together with us with this disease. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. I'm not sure. I have to have you come over and visit that place too, Lori, when you have a moment. So. Yeah, I would, I would love to when I get back in town. I'm, I'm still in Pennsylvania here for um, uh-huh. through the 24th because I, I have two more conferences I'm speaking at and um, stuff. But then afterwards, I would, I would love to come out and, and be able to see that one. Now, um, you know, how I first got to know you, and I don't even know if you know this, but was um, okay. really what that, that grabbed my attention was an article in the paper, oh gosh, what was it, a year or two years ago, um, about a, the kitchen that you needed originally yes, yep. in your home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, and I was I was so angry at the city. <laughs> I was so frustrated <laughs> with the press you were getting um, because uh, you know some of the comments of people saying you're taking residents for a walk, you know, and it's like 
I mean, it's not like drive-by shootings, you know. You're, you're yeah, you're yeah I know. Pitching somebody for a walk in a neighborhood, and and some of the response you were getting, you know, the pushback, and it was mm-hmm. fabulous mm-hmm. to see the support come out in mm-hmm. droves, um, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. your home and for the concept and, and for people to be able to have a dignified, um, safe, comfortable life. And... Um, and if I remember correctly, the article was saying that you needed to upgrade your kitchen because of the number of, of people living in the home. And I believe that was part of what some of your funding was going for, too. Is, is that correct, um, to it, make improvements it, to the home as needed? Yes. Yes, exactly. And um, so we, we are through that, and we have our commercial kitchen in, and um, it was through some major donors that was a, um, that we were able to get that done. And, yes, yeah, so part of our funding goes towards that capital campaign, building renovations or updates that need to happen. Um, you know, um, last year we, we had a donor come forward and put, uh, you know, help with a generator for the home. Um, you know, this year we're looking at we need some gardens, um, kind of some reworking with some water drainage and different things like that. Um, so there's always those capital improvements that we're raising funds for as well, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. are you ever looking for, I mean, everyone's always looking for money, but are you looking at all or do you have a need for volunteers or someone, maybe mm-hmm. there was a, a landscaper out there that's listening um, that's willing mm-hmm. to donate time and materials or something? Is that something that mm-hmm. you would consider as well? Oh, Absolutely. We would definitely consider, you know, um, kind of bartering or, you know, somebody just, you know, contributing their services if they have that skill set would be fantastic. Um, volunteers, we love volunteers, and um, that is a big part of our programming here, actually. We have, um, I think it's right around 60-some volunteers between both of our locations that we have come on a regular basis um, who provide um, so much for our residents. And um, so definitely we do have um uh, a need for volunteers all the time for if and just to come and help during mealtime to help feed residents sometimes um taking them on mm-hmm. walks in the neighborhood um just being a just befriending them um we have a really neat program where we have families um befriend residents and just especially if they don't have any family in town and that has been a just a fantastic program here for many years and it's really neat to see how the residents just love that when they bring in their children or their pets or whatever it might be and and just really spend time with them on a Sunday afternoon or whatever works for them um, and that it just becomes a really neat relationship so we love volunteers we have teenagers who come and help with art and crafts or come and play their musical instrument or they may um, do other volunteer projects that we have here um, at the home um, and so it's really neat to see that relationship develop and to have the different flow of talent and, and people come into the homes um, it just really enhances um, the residents life and the families love it too so it's kind of a neat um, relationship that develops Oh, that's nice. Now, you know, I don't think we mentioned, how how big are your homes? What size are they? As far as uh, how many residents? As far or as number, uh, as number of number yeah. of residents, not square footage, yeah. I don't <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I didn't think so, but I thought I'd better ask just to be sure. <laughs> so um, our Minnetonka location, our first location, which we, oh, we used, uh, opened here in 1999, so we've been around a while. Um, we take 10 residents at this location, and then our Plymouth location is for six residents. So very intimate, very personalized care, and um, and it keeps us busy for sure. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that is wonderful. So, you know, with that number of residents and, and, you know, you said about 60 volunteers, people might think, oh, that's yeah. a lot. But 
you know, I, I would imagine volunteers come and go, and they might not come yeah. every week and um, mm-hmm. work within their schedules and, and things. Yes. So, yes. again, people listening um, know that that's a great opportunity. And if you're if you're not in Minnesota where they're located, there are plenty of places that would most likely love to have you come and volunteer and, and spend some time with people. It's, it's such a mm-hmm. gift. Um, mm-hmm. to be able to mm-hmm. give, and, and you receive so much back, you know, by, right. by just taking the time. And, you know, you talked to, you said kind of befriending them, and there actually is a, a, a program um, called Befrienders. And um, what some of them mm-hmm. do in, in this particular program is they actually do it by phone. And mm-hmm. um, I know for some dementia um, patients, depending on where they're at, you know, in the process, that phone can be kind of difficult. But sometimes people use, um, you know, web cameras and kind of a Skype or FaceTime uh, platform. When they can see a face, it makes it a little bit easier. But, again, it will all depend on, on the stage, you know, of, mm-hmm. of the individual. What what mm-hmm. kind of stage uh, is someone in your home? Is there a, a set kind of time frame that somebody can mm-hmm. stay with you or when it's appropriate? Mm-hmm. Um, we take um, everything, uh, Lori, from young onset, so, you know, people in their 50s, um, all the way through the later stages. And, and we do provide mm-hmm. hospice care as well. So um, um, most families and uh, look at when they move in with us that this is their final um, home, a final place that they need to be. So we take care of some people with some pretty um, significant um, behavioral issues. We're kind of known for that. Um, people with uh, significant behaviors tend to do very well in this environment and with the staffing ratio. Um, and um, we take all different kinds of diagnoses of memory loss, so everything from rare mm-hmm. brain disease to Alzheimer's to frontal temporal dementia, Lewy body, um, and we take them all the way through the journey to, to the end. So um, and so our residents are in all different stages, and uh, okay. that's because it's a you know, progressive disease. So you're seeing um, somebody can move in, you know, uh, we see most people admitting more towards mid to mid to late stages now. Um, earlier, many years ago, it used to be much earlier, but now we know with the medications we have, adult day programs, um, home care and things like that, they can stay home longer, which is beautiful. So we're, uh, most people are looking at a, set, uh, a setting like ours when they really need that 24-hour supervision and more care. And so that would mm-hmm. be kind of um, where we come in then as a, as a uh, you know, place, an, op- an option for a place for somebody. So, um, Okay. And we, yeah, so we've done two feedings. Um, we do sliding scale insulin um, because we have a really um, strong, robust uh, RN team here. Um, and then we have a doctor and nurse practitioner team, too, that um, come right to the homes so they can get that really proactive hands-on medical care as well, which is beautiful. So it really eliminates ER visits and a lot of those things minimalizes those quite a bit, which is really uh, a great program we have here in Minnesota. So, well, and it's it's wonderful on multiple levels. One, you know, it, it can be from a cost, um, but from a comfort and and then I think the third is, you know, so many times those hospitalizations or incidents, um, you know, really kind of kick the progression of the disease and um anyways that's what I have seen. And mm-hmm. um up a notch, you know, or down a notch, whichever way you wanna mm-hmm. whichever way you wanna look at it there. So true. And yes. um and if somebody can stay stable in their own home, um, versus having to go forward on that, it's a big, big difference in terms of, of mm-hmm. quality of life, which is um mm-hmm. 
so, so critical. Mm-hmm. Very true. Oh, um, you, you speak. Yeah, you definitely speak right to uh, um, a major issue or concern, and that trauma of that move, you know, and minimalizing mm-hmm. that for individuals as much as you can. Um, I wanted to mention you had said earlier about volunteers, even in your area, going into maybe a local memory care um, center or assisted living, and you know, volunteering your time. Uh, we have an amazing family here. Her father had Alzheimer's, but he lived in a different state. And she said, I'm not there to take care of him. I'm not there to spend time. Other people are doing that down there. So she and her family are, are top volunteers here. They have been coming for many years. And she does it because she said, people are doing this for my dad in a different state. I can't be there, but I'm going to do it for people in my area. And um, mm-hmm. so just kind of going back to what you said, um, this family has been amazing, and then her dad has passed away now, but they still continue to be here. They're supportive. They attend every memorial service. I, I just look at her, and I'm like, you are amazing. She, the kids come. She pulls them out of school and says, you're going to come with us to that, because they really see him as family, um, and they mm-hmm. just uh, really can, And they're volunteers. And I, I just look at her, and I say, I'm amazed. You are uh, beautiful. So um, that... Um, here, this individual has made a major difference in the lives of our residents, um, and you know it's not like in, but it's it's from that that purpose for her is why she does it. So, well, and how cool is that? You know, mm-hmm. um, because everybody needs family, and if mm-hmm. you're not close to yours or someone else's isn't, you know, doesn't have any or doesn't have anyone close, you know, we can mm-hmm. make our own family. Um, yes. We can create mm-hmm. that. And and mm-hmm. that's just such a beautiful thing to have that that choice and that power to connect. And yes. and I think it's really an, something that's very overlooked and and you know not understood because people are moving too dang fast, in my opinion, in today's world. And and I was one of them, you know. Um, but you know, I've just learned to slow down and really appreciate those around me and. I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older and I just want to give back more, um, realizing mm-hmm. life has gotten so fast, mm-hmm. you know, and, and pretty mm-hmm. soon it's going to be over. And That's what so have you true. accomplished? And so yeah. you have to really look at, you know, what am I doing here? You know, mm-hmm. what is my purpose? Um, mm-hmm. How can I make the world a better place? And, and volunteering mm-hmm. is a wonderful way to be able mm-hmm. to do that. And, and there's so many different ways to do it. I mean, you can volunteer your time. You can volunteer your skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it might be that you're really good at promotions or networking, and and it's amazing what organizations need. Maybe it's that one-on-one contact. Maybe it's, maybe you're just too busy, but you, you have fun, you know. So don't mm-hmm. underestimate what it is you have to offer as an individual. Um, because mm-hmm. whatever any of us has can be shared if we're willing to share it. Uh, beautifully yeah. said. Uh, yes, beautifully said, Lori. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, if we have any listeners out there that have any questions, we'd love to absolutely love to talk to you. And and feel free to go ahead and call in at seven one four three six four four seven five seven. Again, that's seven one four three six four four seven five seven. We are here talking with Anne Marie Hansen of Guyana Homes um, in Minnesota who um, has basically a specialty care kind of small group home setting uh, for people diagnosed with Alzheimer's and, and other related um, diseases and they just do a absolutely fabulous job. Um, 
they'll have to check out their website. You'll you kind of feel that sense of comfort um, from the moment you click on it. And, you know, if you'd like to participate in their upcoming annual fundraiser called Come Dance With Me, which will be held on November 7th, um, you'll be able to access that from their webpage as well. Now, you're also going to be doing a silent auction, or is it going to be a, no, it's going to be a live auction. I take that back. Mm-hmm. Isn't mm-hmm. It a live auction with Sullivan Auctioneers? Yes, yes, we are. We're uh, having a live auction. Um, every year we do some kind of auction. Last year we auctioned um, resident art. Um, we do kind of a NEMA therapy here that is a beautiful therapy for people with memory loss or other kind of brain injury type of um, things. And so we, we last year we framed that, and that was auctioned off. It was so much fun. So this year we're actually doing the typical live auction. Um, we have some different um, items that the Board of Directors has kind of put together to to help us raise money this year. So um, so that would be kind of fun as well. So we have some trips, some condos, airfare kind of things. Um, we have a um, kind of a dinner, beer tasting um, kind of extravaganza that sounds really fun um, from um, one of our board members. So it will be a, kind of a, a fun experience. Okay. And now that, that would be something if any listeners are interested in, um, if they want to donate something mm-hmm. to the auction, um, they could reach mm-hmm. out to you um, as yeah. well. And, you mm-hmm. know, there's so many different types of things for a live auction. It's almost endless. Um, now, mm-hmm. for the, the auction, um, is there a way, because I know typically with a live auction, people don't always do this, but I'll ask anyways, just in case. Mm-hmm. Are you going to post items on the web for people to be able to, um, go ahead and bid on it all, or is it just going to be? Don't you know, got to be present in order to to um, to bid? You know, we're so small, so we it, you do have mm-hmm. to be present to bid. Um, mm-hmm. Someday, maybe we'll get to the point of doing kind of online before the event, kind of um, you know auction online thing. But we don't have that uh, capability quite at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. but great question. I, Thank I didn't you. know if, if you had a section on the website or were thinking about doing that just. To highlight mm-hmm. so that people knew ahead of time um, oh, how much money yeah. they might want to bring with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! I love it, Laurie. Um, we 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 have not done that, um, but you know, you bring up a good point. I'll, I'll run it by our committee and see what um, uh, if we can make that happen. That would be a great thing for us to do to kind of pre-advertise. So, well, and it might it might give people who are coming an idea of well, you know what, I could something like that. I could donate too. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it mm-hmm. might help might help expand that because that could be. You know, you could put that out social media, and you could tweet that, and all of, all of that kind of stuff. And I, you know me, I'm mm-hmm. just always my mind is spinning all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at that. <laughs> Trying to you yeah. know, get things connected and stuff. So if people want to come, um, they can register, and I believe tickets are $125 uh, for an yes, individual, they or they could always mm-hmm. host the table, which would be absolutely fabulous. And yes. I believe the tables are like um, twelve fifty, um, and then we're right. also looking for some for some um, sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, is that correct? Yes, we are. We have two sponsorship levels: um, the heritage sponsor at twenty five hundred dollars, and then we also have a legacy sponsor opportunity at three thousand dollars. So, and those have different kind of perks or things attached to them as well, which we have listed out um, on our website. Okay. So, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. looking at the website here. So with the Heritage Sponsor, you'd get a table of 10 in preferred seating. 
And mm-hmm. you'd also get your name and logo printed in the program, and then the company name and logo would be prominently displayed throughout the evening. Um, mm-hmm. And then for a legacy sponsor, which is only $500 more at 3000 you get that mm-hmm. um, that VIP seating with a table of 10, your name and logo printed on the program, your company name and logo and link uh, to your website on your website, Anna Homes. And then you get a formal acknowledgement and logo placement in your um, newsletter. And then the company name and logo would prominently be um, displayed throughout the evening. So, again, a couple of wonderful opportunities to um, to go ahead and expand, you know, your, um, your branding in a community um, with a really strong backbone of an event like this, um, and plus it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to mm-hmm. be a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, to being part of it. Um, come mm-hmm. dance with me, celebrating moments that touch our lives. And I think there will be a lot of lives touched that evening and a lot of moments uh, being born uh, during the event um, that will, you know, be lifelong ones, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what you guys are all about, you know, really mm-hmm. – creating those moments, those, those precious things. And it can just be seconds sometimes um, yeah. that you yeah. just never, ever forget. And so it's not about the length. It's not about, um, you know, beating the last one out. It's just about appreciating the, the preciousness of life itself, you know, mm-hmm. um, seeing mm-hmm. that sparkle in somebody's eye or hearing that jiggle, you know, um, I know that's what makes me move forward, and I, and I think that that's kind of what motivates you too. Um, am I correct in that, Emery? It, it really is. Um, you know, it, and it is like you said. Sometimes it's just brief seconds of, of a connectivity, or um, that uh, you see um, maybe they acknowledge or uh, sense who you are. Or you could share a moment where you know you're laughing together or sharing music together. Um, you see them happy and content. Um, they're at peace. You know, we. Uh, it's just there's just different little moments, or sometimes it's a tear of recognition, or you know, they're aware it's like you know something's going on with me, and you can be present to helping them kind of get through that. Um, so it is. It's just those those moments of um, with this disease when we can just really touch their life and um, make them feel needed and loved and wanted and um, valued. Um, I think sometimes that that that, can, that depression or you know I. Um, there's nothing left that I can give can be a part of this disease, especially in the earlier stages. And just to to let them know that you're journeying with them, it's it's okay. And mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, there's just so many moments like that. And you know, we get the the honored place really of uh, being really close to them in the in the last days, months, years of their lives. And um, uh, we catch all those little things. But at the same token, we're we're helping them adjust to their losses. So um, mm-hmm. um, that is an honored um, honored place to be. So um, uh, and you know, I know I, it's not I for so everybody, but you know, when you can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still agree with that that whole honor. I mean, I, you know, at the conference I spoke at yesterday, I was talking kind of about the memory cafes and. You know, mm-hmm. how to create them. But, you know, my biggest message was this is going to be one of the biggest honors you'll have in your life. Mm-hmm. 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 You, you know, know it changes just, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to be present um, to to those, you know, and to be able to help somebody at a level that uh, the connection is 
so strong and no words even have to be said. You just know it's the right thing. And um, it's just you, you, that's something no one can ever take from you, you know. So it's, it's important to volunteer and to work for the greater good because, you know what, none of us never know we could be the next one in need. Oh, so true. That is so true, Lori. And, you know, with this disease, it, more and more it's impacting more families, more communities, you know, coworkers. Um, they're just, uh, sadly, you know, I don't think we ever imagined, you know, 20 years ago the um, the impact this disease would have and how many people would be diagnosed with it. And then also, you know, the younger ons- onset, the impact that has on a family and children and um, you know, communities and so forth. Um, it's just uh, we all we're all going to be touched by it in some way. And then, you know, as a community, how do we how do we make a difference? How do we provide care for um, those in need and with really really significant need to be protected and kept safe um, and then cared for um, to you know mm-hmm. through those last days. Yeah, it's it's critical critical work that you're doing and. Um, like I said, for anybody who's out there who wants to um, take time to go to this event, um, or I would imagine if somebody can't make it in their schedule and has a conflict, you'd be more than glad to take a donation or if somebody mm-hmm. wants to, again, um, submit something for the silent auction, um, you know, please don't hesitate. Or, or maybe you want to volunteer. Um, mm-hmm. So many opportunities out there. And, um, again, if you're not in Minnesota, um, there are lots of organizations that would would love um, for you to be able to participate with too, as you're looking for volunteer opportunities and so forth. Um, Anne Marie, anything that we haven't covered that that we need to let people know about? No, I think we've we've covered everything. Other than no web, the website. If you're um, unable to mm-hmm. attend and want to donate, you can you can donate through our website. Um, we have a link there that you can um, go through and do it that way. Um, you also um, you know can definitely give us a call if you have any questions or um, and so forth. And I believe you have that on your your website um, as well, Lori. Yep. So people can kind of click through to that. Um, but I, I think we've we've covered the different aspects um, of the of the event and uh, what our organization does. So thank you so much. Well, good. Um, so the, that website, if you're interested, is www.giannna and then homes h o m e s dot org. And then the phone number is 952-988-0953. Again, that's 952-988-0953. One last thing I I would love you to share, because I think it's kind of a beautiful story, is how did you come up with the the name for Guyana Homes? Oh, <laughs> thank you for asking. Um, you know, it was years ago I had read the story about uh, Dr. Gianna Beretta Mola. She was an Italian physician, and she died in 1962, but she was just a huge inspiration to me about, you know, kind of this Renaissance women. You know, women are, are we're expected to be all in everything, right? And uh, and so I just was very um, inspired by her life and who she had been. And then she really was so generous in providing care to those in need or those who couldn't afford it, um, and just uh, her energy and positivity and caring spirit um, really impacted a whole community um, and uh, in her day. 
And so I got to know her daughter, Dr. Gianna Emanuela, uh, who is a, a physician, and she works, she lives and works in Milan, Italy. And uh, her main focus has been geriatrics with a specialty in Alzheimer's disease. And so we got connected years ago, and her and I both believe in the same model of care, that gentle care, um, more of that supportive kind of care um, for people with memory loss. And so she... Um, is very instrumental in Italy in, in starting this more social model of care um, in a, an environment where it's just very much nursing homes. And so I had the opportunity to visit her and talk with her in 2004 and see that facility. And um, it's been very, uh, it's been recognized by the Italian government on many occasions. And now it also has attached to it an Alzheimer's research facility, um, which has done some amazing work um, in research. So, um, so that was kind of my reasons, like, okay, I want to name it after her. And, um, um, just allow her to be that inspiration to in our day-to-day life and what we do here for our residents and their families. Oh, very neat. So this mm-hmm. whole time I've been saying the name wrong and he didn't correct me. <laughs> so I am so embarrassed. It, no, it's, you know, it's, it's said so many ways. Gianna, if you're in Italy, it's Gianna. And um, uh-huh. and in the States it gets pronounced so many different ways, but it's it's okay. Um it's uh it's uh, kinda it's it's one that's not familiar. So um although you're seeing the the name Gianna for children much, much more now, it's been interesting to me how it's kind of um, caught on here in the United States for some reason. So um but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well good. Well I will I will correct myself and not say it wrong again, I promise. <laughs> Gianna Holmes. <laughs> Again, still same website, which is G-I-A-N-N-A and then homes.org. Again, 952-988-0953. Again, 952-988-0953. Again, Anne-Marie, thank you so much for taking time to be with us and, and share your wonderful work, you know, that you're doing. It's just absolutely Fabulous, and I'm really looking forward to um, November 7th, um, your fundraising event, Come Dance With Us, celebrating moments that touch our lives. And um, it's going to be it's going to be a wonderful, fun evening. And I'm hoping that we have a filled room and raise lots of money so um, that your work can continue because it's so important. It's it's, it's, it's such a, a beautiful mission that you're on. So I. I can't thank you enough for for all that you and your staff uh, both do in making life better for those with dementia. I really appreciate it very much. Thank you, Lori. Um, and the same to you. You do amazing work, and we are honored to to have you participating in the evening and and for this opportunity to be with you today. Thank you so much. It has been a delight, and um, uh, you are just uh, an amazing um, individual. And um, I'm really respect you tremendously. So thanks for your work. It's so much needed. Well, good. Well, we will talk soon, and uh, okay. we'll be spreading the word about the event and and uh, and, and both your homes. Um, again, beautiful, beautiful setting um, for any family who is struggling with dementia. You know, if you're in the Minnesota area, I would definitely uh, check out Gianna Homes. Um, I You'll just you'll feel at home the second you walk in the door. You really will. It's quite beautiful. So again, thank you so much, and have a wonderful rest of the week. Well, I guess the weekend. It's Friday. I'm all mixed up with traveling. <laughs> so, oh, same to 
to you. Um, yes. Okay. Have have a good one. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye now. You too, Lori. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and just do some um, mid-program highlights here. Um, today I don't have a second guest lined up because I, I'm on the road and traveling. In fact, I'm going to be going out to CD uh, Ministries to check out one of their um, specialty um, homes or communities that deals with uh, with dementia, and so I'm very excited to, to be able to go out and see that. But I do want to just mention, um, you know, if you haven't listened to some of our, our latest uh, radio shows, I think, you know, you'd find them very interesting. Uh, we did one with HealthStar um, where we talked about their Whisper program that they've adapted to or adopted, and it's just a it's a great um, tool not only for staff, but the staff then train the families they work with, all the various techniques that they've learned. And so it's just a great way to be able to keep people um, in home as long as possible. We also had a show on safety and dementia, which featured Project Lifesaver with Chief uh, Jean Saunders, and we had uh, Mara Botanis with us, uh, who is the author of when Caring Takes Courage, and then Rick Phelps, Terry Urban, and Michael Ellen Bogan, all living with dementia, uh, were on that show and, and shared their opinions. We also had a new uh, memory screening um, technology called MemTracks, and uh, they were on with Greg O'Brien, who is the author of the new book on Pluto. And Greg is a journalist. Uh, he's been a veteran journalist for years, and he's been diagnosed with dementia. Our last uh, dementia chat, um, we didn't do one this last time, uh, again, due to my travel schedule. So the last one posted was on about building dementia-friendly websites and dementia dogs. But we will be having our next one uh, coming up on the 28th. As far as blogs, our intern, uh, Michelle, wrote a great post on lost technology. She generated a few comments there, so it might be something you want to look at. And then on the 9th, uh, I posted a, another video on Greg O'Brien um, calling Findies Feast on the Water, um, you know, with dementia. And he's got a, a few of them that were done that were just really nice, nice pieces. There's also an interview with um, WDY Radio, I'm sorry, WDYI Radio, um, that was done kind of talking about the, the CB ministry conference uh, that we just had yesterday about building dementia-friendly communities. Um, and it was held at DeSale University. And, oh, my goodness, what a fabulous place to have a conference. Um, the layout was exceptional. The food um, was wonderful. And the staff... Um, at that uh, college were so attentive with technology needs. They were just all over everything before you could even imagine um, needing something. It was, um, they were fabulous. So I highly recommend if you're looking for an event in Pennsylvania, uh, the Sale University just did an impeccable, impeccable job. Um, while I was there, I was able to meet another um, colleague and advocate of dementia, Karen Francis, um, who was representing Project Lifesaver. And that was really fun. It's, you know, an honor to be able to meet people um, from around the world at these conferences. And 
she just does such amazing work herself. I do want to mention um, a little bit about BB Ministries for those of you who may not be aware of them. Uh, Phoebe Ministries is a nonprofit and a multi-facility organization specializing in healthcare, housing, and support services for for seniors. They founded their organization back in 1903, so they've been around a long time, and they're affiliated with the United Church of Christ. And Phoebe Ministries offers a full continuum of care. Um, for all the diverse needs of their clients. They're located in Pennsylvania in seven different um, counties, and they're serving thousands of seniors annually. Uh, Phoebe features four continuing care communities, eight affordable housing facilities, and actually two pharmacies. And for over a century, their tradition of excellence and passion for caring has really made them um, a true leader in the industry. They have won many awards um, for their work. And, you know, I deal with a lot of um, event planners and organizations, and I was just so impressed, um, so impressed with their organization, their work ethic. Um, It was so easy to deal with, so kind, um, really, really something else. They also do consulting work um, for other care providers, and they specialize in memory support program development. They do training programs for cognitive improvement, um, and they have all different types of, of training programs like staff development or emotional support for individuals um, dealing with cognitive impairment in their families. They have one for um, activity and engagement for individuals um, that are cognitively impaired. And then also behavior management and reduction um, of psychotropic meds, which is, you know, big, big buzzword out there. Um, Who was at the conference? It was just an honor. Again, I've heard about so many of these people for so long, but, you know, you just don't always meet everybody. Um, and I was able to um, sit next to and have a great conversation with uh, Pennsylvania Secretary of Aging, Brian Duke, who did a fabulous keynote. Um, he really gets this. And Pennsylvania is doing some really cool stuff for their Alzheimer's state plan. Um, and then we had United States Senator Pat Toomey was also, um, also came out and spoke and huge advocate uh, for dementia, and it was wonderful to see him come out. And then the um, one of uh, Phoebe's staff, and she's just absolutely fabulous, is a Kelly uh, Carney, and she did a wonderful breakout session um, with Penn State, um, talking about a collaborative they did with engineering students and memory loss clients. And it was really very fun and interesting to hear what they did. Um, Michael Splain, who is the CEO of Cognitive Solutions, was there. And if you have not heard him, get wherever he is because he is um, he's so honest and so direct and has a great sense of humor, um, as does uh, Brian Duke. 
when they speak. And, um, you know, he's just so easy to listen to and he's so practical. Um, but he cuts to the chase in terms of, of, you know, what he sees the needs are. And this man is connected to people all around the world, extremely knowledgeable. And then um, there was also John Mailer, uh, who is the director for Northampton County for the Area Age on Aging. And, and all of us actually were on a panel um, discussion. I, I was lucky enough to, to do a keynote for them which talked about ac- academic versus grassroots efforts uh, for dementia-friendly models and um, was so much fun. Um, but it was also um, a little frustrating from a presenter standpoint because there's so much to tell and you have to be able to bubble it down, you know, into, you know, just a little over an hour. And so it was, it was really fun, though, because um, people were shocked, I think, at how much information is really out there. And um, to be able to give them the resources and the connection, again, honor to be able to be in my position and do my job. It's just so, so much fun. Um, I also did a um, breakout session on memory cafes and, you know, how do you, how do you uh, build one, and which was very fun. But they had, they had some other great sessions. Um, a few of them, I, I couldn't make them all um, one was on intergenerational engagement. Again, that was with Dr. Carney and um, Dr. Scallion from Penn State with the engineers and the, the dementia um, clients. Um, that was absolutely lovely. I wasn't able to make it to um, the one on ethical issues, and I didn't get to make the one also on the community approach to finding at-risk seniors, which is the Gatekeepers um, program with Corey Rowland um, of United Way and um, Amy Angelo. Uh, I would have liked to have seen that because I'm, I'm on a committee for Roseville, Minnesota, and actually the Gatekeepers is one of the things that we are contemplating, looking at, and possibly putting into play. They also had another session on multidisciplinary um, teams in terms of assessments and um, kind of that dual challenge. So they have some great, great tracks um, on here. What was the other one? Um, you, let's see, you are the best asset at any age. And so that was like um, lessons from lunch with Lucy, um, it was called. So uh, again, Phoebe Ministries cannot say enough good things about about this organization. Absolutely doing fabulous fabulous work. Um, there was also Eric Stoltz um, was there. Um, was it Stoltz or, no, Stoltz, uh, I forgot his name. It was Eric uh, from the Alzheimer's um, Foundation was there and he spoke about, you know, what they're doing and his involvement, um, you know, on a national um, political level, you know, what was going on. And so that was really interesting too. So, um, I, I just again so honored to be part of of all the the wonderful working uh, that was going on. With that, I'm going to go ahead and close the show because we don't seem to have any questions at this point. And I'm going to go ahead and and run out and to everybody over at Phoebe uh, for my tour. So I'm excited about that. In the meantime, don't forget about the Purple Angel program. You can go to alzheimerspeaks.com. 
click on the About page and then click on the Purple Angel to learn more about that. We would love for you to join the cause with that. If you're looking for an Alzheimer's Association anywhere in the world, click on um, at the bottom of our page, Alzheimer's Disease International, and take you right to them. There you can find who's closest to you, plus you're going to have great global information. Um, you're going to have the latest uh, studies as they're released. Um, you'll find out about international conferences, um, really a great, great way to be connected. So with that, have a blessed week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.